It's happening. Always. And forever. And on YouTube. Nailed it. Nice. Well done. All right. Well, show's over. Thanks for joining us. Yeah, it's not going to get any better from there. Um, No, it's going uphill. Both ways. Yeah, in the snow. Mm-hmm. Barefoot. Yep. <laughs> Are you going to wink at the camera? For those of you wondering why I'd be winking at a camera, we do stream live on YouTube we now. Do. Please, yeah. please, please uh, go like and subscribe on our YouTube channel, Madness Podcast. Um, take a view of, of some of the most recent episodes you might have listened to on the podcast. You can actually see us streaming, and there's a lot going on. I usually wink yeah. at the camera a good amount. We usually yeah. do a little bit of a pre-math, after-math. Yeah. Um, on on stream and then uh we do uh interact with the chat when we have people hopping in on the chat so yeah i was very surprised uh last episode yeah we had people like richard hopping in yeah um who else sam sam yeah. uh chris has hopped in mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. a couple others my no wife way. usually likes to text us so yeah. we, I mean, we do get we do get interactivity, uh, but it's also another way for us to put out content in a way that'll help build the community. And and uh, so far, we've built a, a pretty pretty wonderful community of people. Yeah. And it's just been through word of mouth. Now we're trying to help uh, help build the community with the uh, work of the Google algorithm. I mean, we're basically a couple of podcast ar- architects. Yeah, just building slowly. Just building. Just building. Yeah, it happens. How are you doing today, Brian? I'm doing you look, well. I mean, you look great. Red is oh, de- red is definitely your color. I appreciate that. I, yeah. you know, I was wearing gray, and I think gray is probably the least flattering sweatshirt color. I think it's flattering when men wear sweatpants that Under are gray. gray. Yeah, uh, in a particular region, and by that I mean the knees. Um, but when you wear gray sweatshirts, not as flattering. Certainly not on camera. Um, so. I, I don't know. I don't know about gray sweatshirts, but I will tell you that gray sh- gray t-shirts don't look good on me. Really? Yeah. Yeah, they well, probably look better off of you. <laughs> Thanks. You're welcome. <laughs> More of a black t-shirt guy. Yeah, I mean, black black is... Uh, Slim. for, it, It's slimming. Yeah. It pairs well with every... Everything. Every kind of clothing. Yeah. Uh, it goes well with jackets, different types of pants, shorts shoes it doesn't oh. really matter it goes with everything yeah i'm a classic black and white kind of guy you know yeah yeah well we hope you guys are having a great day yeah We're how not... are you doing me i'm good i'm tired you know what i mean but i'm always tired but uh <laughs> that's why i was gonna get that's the, the, that's I was the gonna secret get the... captain i'm always tired <laughs> yeah little avengers in there huh yeah um but uh, I was going to get the Post Malone tattoos under my eyes. Anna didn't go for that. Always tired? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not really. It's just, you know, after a day of work and everything like that. But uh, yeah. What are you going to do? Yeah. We're going to, you know, I'll tell you what we're going to do. What are we going to do? We're going to podcast about um, it. I will say this. 
I'm Same. always excited to podcast. I'm always excited to interact with people. You know, we, we, we've been doing this for what? 120 something episodes. Yeah. Uh, we still get comments and constructive criticism back from people. Certainly. Um, I think it affords us an opportunity to have the difficult conversations. I mean, I was able to have a conversation as we alluded to last time when, when you and I worked together, I, I got to have a conversation with someone about politics yeah, and in even some religion uh, yeah. in a bar with, you know, a stranger. And it was very, very fruitful. And I it think was. that's, that's something that uh, this podcast, you know, allows us to do and, and uh, hopefully, you know, gives the empowerment for other people to do the same. Agreed. I think it does. I think we're starting a revolution. You say you want a revolution. Yeah, the Beatles. Yeah. I won't continue that song. I will have copyright infringement. Yeah, we don't want to get DMCA'd. We're not getting DMCA'd. <sighs> we have to have Professor Goldman represent us. Yeah. <laughs> hey, remember us? You did a podcast with us? It was a really awesome interview. We're in some trouble. <laughs> <laughs> we sang a song too similar to John Lennon and yeah. Paul McCartney, and uh, we're losing our monetization on, on our YouTube yeah. channel. Uh, I think, yeah, it's easy to lose monetization on YouTube sometimes. You bring up the wrong thing or you talk about the wrong thing. Demonetized. Yeah. It it sounds like it's you show easier. Your, you show your boobs, demonetized. Well, <laughs> well, there's other websites for that if you want to go do that. Yeah. I think YouTube, I think YouTube is trying to be a platform for speech. Yeah. Not necessarily nudity. Uh, nudity, but you know they do say nudity is a form of speech. Yeah, so Mad Libs pod- Mad Libs podcast OnlyFans coming summer of 2022. <laughs> we should. <laughs> we should totally do that. <laughs> we just got we just got one viewer, and it's probably my wife, and she's probably like, Brian, you're an idiot. Yeah, we could just like podcast shirtless. <laughs> Oh, sorry. That was. Hey, man. The way I look at this, Burt Kreischer has made a career being on shirtless. stage shirtless. Yeah. And uh, I think I'm in slightly better shape, but not much better shape. And uh, so if he can do it, I can do it. Agreed. Yeah. But you can do anything you set your mind to. Yes. Yeah. Maybe you could be an astronaut like all those uh, little kids in that Kamala Harris video. Okay. Okay. Um, all those little children actors. <laughs> Speaking of astronauts, <laughs> let me dodge right past that question. <laughs> Joe Manchin is a dumbass, and he's on my list of things that grind my gears. Oh, that's what we're doing tonight. We are talking about what grinds our gears politically. Um, long story short, the big short, uh, I watched the big short, and I'm not allowed to watch it anymore. I get too furious, and I text Brian angry text messages while I'm watching it. Um, I watched it again. Gosh, what was it? It had to have been Monday. I watched it on Monday, and it just I, it gets me so so upset. And so I texted Brian last night. I said we should do a "What Grinds Our Gears" episode. Well, I, I I I am very excited about the fact that you are raging against the machine more and more. Um, I've only I've, I feel like maybe I've always I've always been mad at the system, but like now that I pay more attention to the system because I have to. Yeah, I'm more angry. But sometimes I just look at a picture of Bernie Sanders and it makes me feel better. <laughs> and like I really I don't even like him that much politically. But I do. I like who he is as a politician. Yeah. He's the best out there. I I would agree. Yeah, wholeheartedly. That'd yeah. be boom. Brian but Kevin I think, agreeing on things. I think you were um 
I think you were frustrated by the system. I think you might have even borderline been a little bit angry at the system. Mm-hmm. Then you started getting mad at the system. And now you're raging against the machine. Yes. And that makes me excited. Because I'm so glad you're excited about my frustration. <laughs> <laughs> well, here's the thing. I like to be super positive, and, and I know you like to be positive and bring levity to the situation, mm-hmm. no matter the conversation. Uh, but I will say this. There are some really tough conversations that need to be had. And I think, you know, we always like to take those conversations head on. But, like, people need to realize that while it's fun to discuss Cubs versus Sox or yeah. what what movie deserves the Oscar or whatever Kardashian is marrying who. Which basketball player. Yeah. Or now uh, the the drummer, Travis I think they Barker. Do, they do rappers too. Yeah. Well, Travis Barker. Yeah. That was a solid choice. Courtney, Courtney, my, my wife informed me of that. Uh, but I, I think, you know, we have to have these difficult conversations and, and this is the point of the podcast. This is the point of the live streams. Mm-hmm. It's to bring people into a community where you feel safe to voice your opinion and have an opinion. And um, you can disagree with, with me, with Kevin, with, you know, whomever, but we got to have those conversations. And and I think that's, that's kind of the fundamental point. I agree. And I'm glad we're doing this. Yeah. Back to what you're saying. Right. Well, mansion. I actually didn't want to start with him just yet. Okay. What do you want to start with? Brian? The The thing that's pissing me off. Go on. Is that we're still dealing with the ramifications of the big lie. And I thought that, after the 2020 election, there would be some reverberations. And, of course, then there was January 6th, which was, you know, just absolutely bonkers to me. But then I thought eventually it would fade as more and more of those court cases came, you know, to life. And it was clear that there was no election fraud. I thought the big lie would fade away. And, of course, you know, Donald Trump is starting to... Uh, begin his campaigning actually probably a year early usually it's like two years in mm-hmm. uh, to a presidency that the you know the people that are aspiring for uh, politi- uh, presidential candidacy start in like that mid midterm um, election cycle mm-hmm. and and his fundamental foundational argument is is sur- you know all about the big lie again and it is absolutely pissing me off it's very easy to get upset about that because, you know, I think that's one of the things that infuriates me the most about politics is politics don't change. Um, they evolve, I think, in a way. But do but, they? It feels but, like but they're but devolving. It, well, and that's definitely an argue, argument could, that could be made. I was just saying evolving because they change. Um, it's It's just something different. People just stick to what works. And it's either like scare tactics or blaming the other side. Yeah. Or, I don't think that anybody really runs on an idea anymore. You know right, what I mean? Right. On, on true progress. Not like, ah, well, the other side, they really messed it up and now we can fix it. Okay, well, tell me how. Tell me what, well, you, tell me what you think the issues are. Tell me how you're going to fix them. Campaign over. I, I, dis- I, I slightly disagree with that in the sense that, like, you had Elizabeth Warren in her, you know, two, two penny 
taxation on millions or whatever, and mm-hmm. you have Bernie running on all kinds of things, and you even had you know uh, Joe Biden running on certain his his climate change deal and all of that. So you had some platforming. You don't see as much on on the Republican side, but to simply launch another campaign based on the the big lie. And Donald Trump even went, went so far as to say. If Republicans aren't going to uh, continue pursuing uh, justice for the uh, for the quote unquote election fraud, mm-hmm. that Republicans wouldn't even vote in twenty twenty two and twenty twenty four. Which for me, I was uh, I was actually kind of excited. I'm like, well, no Republicans are actually going to not vote, right? Like they're not going to not vote because Donald Trump told them not to vote. That makes no sense. But I think what he was trying to do was motivate Republicans that are either running or have uh, an election coming up in the next few years to say, hey, the election, you know, was fraudulent and, uh, you know, Donald Trump should have been the president in 2020. Yeah, I just think give it up. And I guess to his credit, he's not a quitter uh, and he's at least trying to be somewhat consistent about it um it's just like usually when you see someone being consistent about something you want them to be like bernie sanders consistent right well and And like you know what i mean actually be running for something or running on something that's a little bit more uh substantive 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 yeah that's the one uh so that's what i said yeah you did (laughs) no that's the goonies oh booby traps you mean booby traps that's what i said (laughs) Fucking data. Poor guy. <laughs> Fucking love him. Um, so I guess my big thing is not only that Donald Trump is perpetuating the big lie. That I could understand. Like, it worked for right. him in 2020. It gained yeah. you know, a, a huge war chest of campaign money. Yep. All of that. None of it went oh. to campaigning or searching <laughs> to find out if it there was fraudulent. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it's votes. sitting in his own. It's sitting underneath his golden... It's sitting in his his campaign funds. <laughs> That's where it's fucking yeah, it's sitting. sitting. It's sitting underneath his golden toilet. I just want to let you guys know that I'm running on my own funds again this time around, which is really your funds that you gave me to fight the fraudulent election. <laughs> Thanks. But but I I don't understand how people are still sticking with it. Like at what point do people move off of an opinion? And I guess that's where I'm. My grinds are really my, my gears my are, gears are really getting grinded. Ground grinder grounded. I'm on Grinder. Um, <laughs> I think that's that's where the biggest frustration is for me. The idea that people are still clinging to it. And I'm not saying like, you know, 10% or uh, even 20%. It seems like the majority of his base still look to the big lie as the reason that their guy isn't in charge. And I, and I think that's, it's led to a lot of violence in this country Mm -hmm. i think it's led to all kinds of issues and i don't think people realize the the fragile nature of democracy i would agree with that like we take for we've taken for granted this this experiment of democracy we we year in and year out have our municipal elections you know, every four years we have a presidential election. Yeah. Every six, there's a new senator in our state or whatever the case is. Two in the House. Whatever the case is, we've always taken it for granted because it's all we've ever known. Right. 
But, you know, when we see what happened on January 6th, and even since then, the amount of partisanship mm-hmm. that has been happening regarding that uh, January 6th uh, commission, the amount of partisanship shows just how fragile democracy is all around the world, but just as much here as anywhere else. Yeah. Uh, when do you think... Because, I, I mean, obviously there's always been a divide between Democrats and Republicans. Do you think it was Donald Trump that really no. greatened that divide? Or oh, when greatened th- it? Yeah. I mean, obviously he, he definitely added fuel to the fire. I feel like the country is definitely very divided now. I think maybe we're coming back a, a little bit from that, slightly. Um, I'm not going to say under Joe Biden, but as things have calmed down now that Joe I Biden mean- is president, I wouldn't really give him credit for that. I think it really started, and I know we've talked a little bit about this. I, I I know Reagan for me was probably in hindsight one of the worst presidents to mm-hmm. have. Yeah, uh, in American history, people be he like, a, "He was a very talented." He didn't have slavery. He didn't. Yeah. yeah, but the economic divides that we're having today, plus you know when we talk next Sunday about prison reform and stuff like that, um. We'll see like his war on drugs and how that, you know, affected the the minority communities when we talk about the AIDS epidemic and and all of those different things. I I think he's one of the worst presidents, but he had a way of still, you know, uh, what was it? Was it Tip O'Neill? You know, he was able to speak with people. Democrats and Republicans were able to kind of commingle. Yeah. Right, they would they would beat each other up on the congressional floor verbally, not not physically. But then you know, afterwards, you know, after six o'clock or seven o'clock, you you go have a beer with your buddy who happened to be on the other side of the aisle. I think the biggest uh, the biggest shift, the biggest paradigm shift in in relationship building in in Congress, really started under Newt Gingrich because the Republicans were just getting beat over and over again. Yeah, and. He said enough is enough, and he started to demonize him. He started calling him lazy and all these other things and, you know, using names and, and stuff like that. Now, I think the ferocity in which uh, Donald Trump, you know, would attack the Democrats, mm-hmm. um, that intensity I don't think we had ever seen. Yeah, I think there was polarization, but it was like, uh, just supercharged that magnet to to you know polarize the 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 two sides. Yeah, Sam wants to know: Do you guys think that there is a way to mend the gap between the extremes of the parties, or is it more viable to cut those ends out? Ooh, that's an interesting question. I I really feel as though I don't. I think it's never good to necessarily uh, cut out those outliers. I think sometimes that they can bring some perspective and perhaps maybe even um, give ground for both sides to agree on something. You know yeah. what I mean? It's like, ah, oh, well, I don't necessarily agree with what you're saying, but that guy's really crazy, and I think we can both agree on that. What if we met in the middle? <laughs> I mean, I think that's in a perfect world. Yeah. I think if you're saying, like, the crazy is Bernie Sanders, then... Yeah, I can no. understand that coming back to the middle. When the when the craziest Marjorie Taylor Greene, that's one that you just need to cut out. And that has nothing to do with Republican versus Democrat. That's just someone who is absolutely batshit crazy and, and, and is a detriment to the system. I think in general there is a way to depolarize 
the political system, and the first way to do that is to take the money out of it. Yeah, I think we can agree on that. Yeah, I think I think the greed factor of the politicians right now it would it would get rid of people that are only in it to win it and not do what's best for the people. Yeah. Good answer, Brian. Yeah. Mine was a little better, but yeah. <laughs> so so Just I kidding. did something that grinds my gears. Why don't you hop into something so so you can go on? Well, away. I'll keep it on the Trump train because oh. I have a, I have a feeling that you're gonna have some Trump stuff in here. More okay. than just that. I do have one more thing. Nailed it. Gosh, I can read you like a book or like the back of a book where I just know the synopsis. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, so something that bothers me in politics, I die. And I've, this probably has become apparent. Hopefully this has become apparent throughout the episodes is that I don't like um, comparison in politics. I don't like, because uh, and a perfect example is, well, at least it's not Trump, mm. or it's better than Trump. Well, saying better, something is better than dog shit doesn't make it good. And I'm, I, I, it drives me nuts. I think I caught it on something on CNN or a clip of CNN. They were, they were doing a comparison, and it wasn't even what they were saying. It was just the comparison in general. I, I hate the fact that you're just gonna compare it back to that. Well, yeah, Joe Biden launched some fucking missiles or did some drone strikes at Syria. At least he's not Donald Trump. Well, and that wasn't the exact thing. That's just yeah. me making an yeah. example. It, it absolutely drives me nuts. I think that we should we should judge each individual president based on what they've done and what they haven't done, what they've accomplished versus what they said they would accomplish. Mm -hmm. I think that that's how it should be. Judge them on the merits. Yeah, I think... It's, it, it's something, it, it infuriates me. Yeah, and that's fair. I think a lot of things... You know, specifically in politics, there are there are there's a lot of subjectivity involved. So mm -hmm. it's like because a lot of politics is opinion based, you have to set some sort of standard, and it's hard to do without, uh, you know, creating a a relationship between what happened and what is now. However, I agree saying like, you know, Joe Biden is a good president because Donald Trump is so bad, and look where Joe Biden got us. Like, I think Joe Biden has been a mediocre to, well, comparatively speaking to a bunch of our presidents, he's fine. But from what I want him to continue to be, he has a lot of improving to do. Yeah. With that it's, said. And that's funny that you said mediocre because that's kind of, and I could be wrong in, in uh, assuming this, but when we did our Biden grades, yeah, I gave him a C. Yeah. Minus. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to give him a D and then I got generous on it. Yeah. Um, would you say he's more in that C category now? Uh, I Yeah, I gave him a B. I think he's a C plus now. I think C minus is below average and I don't think he's below average because I think, but here, here it is talking about comparisons. I think so many of our presidents have been absolute trash. Yeah, we can agree on that. Yeah. Like if, if we go back in time and, and it's not just like, oh, yeah, well, of course you think Thomas Jefferson was trash. He, you know, had slaves. Well, yeah, but there were and other reasons. people. In yeah, New there were, yeah. And he was a rapist. And like there's all kinds of other things like pronounced therapist. <laughs> so so I mean, there, there's elements and, and people like to excuse those things in in. You know, at no point through the lens of, of history should we be like, yeah, no, that's excusable. Like, 
Christopher Columbus. Like, no, none of that is excused. No. Like, it wasn't. You know, here's something that's interesting is when people talk about Christopher Columbus and and they're like, well, you know, he was, you know, uh, he enslaved people because that's what they did back then. You know, when he went back to Spain, he was not well regarded. Like, he right. was punished by the king and queen. Take that. So, like, th- there's there's elements of, of forgiveness in history because you are, you know, within the confines of your time. But at the same time, like, there are some things that are just unforgivable. With that said, uh, Biden has been fine. I think, you know, he's not even on the same trajectory as, as Obama because I think Obama did a lot for raising up you know underprivileged communities and stuff like that not just black communities but you know trying to do more for the middle class now when this infrastructure bill hopefully gets passed and the voting rights bill gets passed biden jumps back into the b range the problem is is it still hasn't gotten passed and that's why i'm downgrading him okay because those two things are huge that three that three and a half trillion dollar infrastructure deal is absolutely one of the most like will be an earth shattering piece of legislation similar to the New Deal that FDR created. I'm telling you right now, and the way it attacks climate change, the way it I'll uh, say similar, the way it uh, provides education, uh, pre K education for all families, like. These are things that are absolutely crucial. Paid parental leave, mm-hmm. you know, guaranteeing that, like that is absolutely incredible. And it, it should have been like this for a long time. You know what? Um, hold on one second. Sammy says there can be no measure of greatness that goes beyond morality. Hmm. Sam, he's always so deep. Him it and is. Chris. Yeah. They're, they're, um, they're just, they're good. They're, they're very, very well fought and well spoken young men. They are. Uh, for those of you, uh, not in the, the live stream, uh, Chris is a brother to the Mad Libs community. Yeah. And is in the chat. And he's bringing up some really good points. Yeah. Um, you know, I was watching something. I was watching a quick video on, and I, I'll have to look up the name of the country and I'll get back to everybody. But there's a country out there that, um, disposes of their trash completely by lighting it on fire. Um, and then they have these giant systems that in which, with which they do it, um, that basically cleans the air entirely and puts out clean air, um, you know, after the, the things have burned, uh, and then like use the ashes to build this man-made Island, um, that does not have any connection to the ocean. So they're not polluting any ocean ways. Sweden. It maybe it is Sweden, but I think there's another country too. But I'll go with Sweden. Yeah, trash treats homes, powers buses, and yes. fuels taxi fleets. Yeah, they run like the entire country on it. Forty-nine percent of household waste is recycled, and roughly fifty percent of garbage is incinerated in power plants. Yeah, then powering homes. Yeah, why aren't we doing that? Because it okay. Do you want to know why? Yes. Because it's it it wouldn't it doesn't make sense for profits. Mm, that's dumb. Thanks for clearing that up for me, Brian, and making mm-hmm. me more sad. Mm-hmm. We need some levity quick. <laughs> okay. So I mentioned a certain dumbass, and he is absolutely fueling, fueling my ass. fire. Uh, yeah. The way trash the fire's been fueled. The way trash fuels Sweden's homes. <laughs> Joe Manchin is fueling my fire. When you said, hey, I think we need to have a vent sesh. Vent, Brian. On, on politics and what's grinding our gears. I asked my wife, 
my wife was like, well, I know you hate when I say something was $4 and it was actually $4.95. I should have rounded up to five. I was like, no, honey, I mean, I mean something with politics. And then Joe Manchin pops up in my mind. And the reason that this infrastructure bill is taking fucking forever in Congress is because of the likes of two people on the Democratic side. That's Joe Manchin and Kirsten Sinema. Yeah. Now, Kirsten Sinema is busy running triathlons or Ironmans or whatever the hell she's doing. They're called Iron Peoples now. <laughs> but Joe Manchin, it is clear. It is clear what his motivation is. Because he has said he would approve an infrastructure bill for, I think it was like $1.5 trillion. Something like that. But yeah. basically, the reason he, he would cut it down is it would eliminate all of the clean energy aspects of it. The taxation on, on coal and natural right. gas companies. Uh, it would cut the spending towards development, R&D, towards green energies. And the reason he's doing this is he has a vested interest in the fossil fuel industry. Coal, he, yeah, coal big time. Coal, oil, and natural gas donate to Joe Manchin more than any other candidate. Okay? He also... I want to know where coal gets all of its money from. <laughs> he also has his own investments in the coal industry. So Correct. he owns a company, I think it's Enter Systems, I think it was, where he makes about $5 million or so. Uh, now, he handed that off to his son, similar to the way Donald Trump did mm-hmm. with his kids and all of his assets that continued to grow due to his presidency. Joe Manchin handed it down to his son and is continuing to capitalize off of the gains that he is setting policy forth. Now, here's the thing. I get upset with Nancy Pelosi knowing kind of where policy is going and in, in investing accordingly. accordingly, right? That's not fair. But to strictly deny a $3.5 trillion package that will help rescue America, build it back better, right? To do that, to line your own pockets, where West Virginia would have been one of the biggest beneficiaries of this package. Oh, and if I may interject. Yeah, go for it. I sent you a text about this the other day because uh, it was Bernie Sanders. Bernie Sanders went there. Oh, he went there. And he was, you know what I mean, trying to tell them, like, this is not benefiting you. All, oh, man, it was so good. Well, and, and they say, they say, so part of this deal is to get energy efficient by 2030. And then I think it's net carbon neutral by 2035. That's part of this. This is where part of that $3.5 trillion is going. Yeah. Right. West Virginia is going to be one of the most affected areas, A, because it's along the East Coast, but also because of all the tributaries, like all of the streams and rivers that lead into West Virginia. It's going to absolutely decimate West Virginia, and they don't have the infrastructure to handle it. So you're going to lose schools, police stations, and firehouses. You're going to lose those things because of the flooding that is going to happen if we don't get our shit together regarding climate change. And who is doing that? It's Joe Manchin, who is a part of the Democratic Party, and he is not aligning with the rest of the caucus. So not only is he stopping this from happening 
this this whole movement within the party, whether they're centrist or progressive, they are all moving in a direction to combat against climate change. So not only is he going against the party, he's going against his own fucking constituents, and that grinds my gears. I understand that maybe you want to go outside of your political party, but you have to answer to your constituents, and he's not even doing that. And yeah. that pisses me off. I think that the entire political system needs a little bit more fiber. It would get their shit together. Oh. <laughs> Thank you for bringing some levity. You just get all worked up there, Brian. I do. And, I know you're, and you're wearing red. Red is a power color. <laughs> you know, I get it. You're trying to make a power play on me right now. Well, I would agree with you 100%. I think that, and but, but you know, that being said, I, name me a politician. Actually, I think we could probably name a few. But other than Bernie, I'm really hyping Bernie tonight. You're, you Bernie are. Sanders, you are welcome. If you're running in 2024, I got you, dog. Uh, I may not vote for you, but, but I got you. <laughs> um, but other than Bernie Sanders, who really is is ultra concerned about their constituents? And I know you're going to say AOC. Yep, AOC. I uh, would say Adam Kinzinger. Okay. So a Republican. And here's something that's interesting. Tell and me. It, okay. And I don't mean to digress. I, I haven't done a ton of research on it. But, you know, after a census, there is the redistricting that happens. And yeah. it looks like the Democrats are trying to squeeze Adam Kinzinger out of that district by realigning it in a way that would benefit a Democrat. Mm. And that pisses me off because, A, we shouldn't be doing it to we shouldn't be gerrymandering. Right. It's a yeah. bad practice. It, it's it's evil and it doesn't benefit the American people. But B, he's one of the few fucking good Republicans in either the House or the Senate right now. Yeah. Like, here's the thing. When you're talking about bad police officers, right? It's not just the... I was watching a video of, of this man. He was being arrested. He didn't know why. He was asking why. He was asking why. He's like, right. why are you arresting me? Are you and, talking about the... Uh, and the police officer the kicks him in the person? face. Oh, no. That, no. Kicks him in the face. And it's not, here's the problem, is it's, that's not the only bad officer in the situation. There are two other officers that did nothing. So you are bad too. Yeah. Right? And so that's the issue with George Floyd getting choked out. Okay? It wasn't just the one officer with his knee on George Floyd's neck. It was the other two standing by doing nothing. When really, you should be handcuffing that officer saying, hey, you are assaulting someone that is, you know, incapacitated or cannot defend themselves. Think of all the good that would have done for Minnesota. Right. Now, here's the thing. It's very similar with the Republican Party. You have someone like Adam Kinzinger calling the shit out on the entire party. You have a Liz Cheney calling shit out. I do not agree with most of, almost anything Liz Cheney says in regards to her political policy. Uh, Adam Kinzinger, I'm a little more aligned with, but not by much. But I don't want to see them completely knocked out because they represent their constituents well and they do the right thing when the when the when the bell tolls, when they have to push come to shove, do the right thing. Those are people that do the right thing, and we shouldn't be squeezing them out by fucking gerrymandering. Yeah. Sorry, I was responding. No, I'm you're responding good. To the, the chat. So, so that's that's my second thing. Do you do you have another thing that grinds your gears so I can take a breath? <laughs> I'm sure there's quite a few people that are really enjoying this, to be honest with you. I'm glad. We get a whole lot of uh, uh, likes and shares out of Brian ranting and raving. (laughs) 
like the liberal lunatic that he is. That's a double L. That's called alliteration, oh, Brian. Uh, oh, Kevin, share something. Oh, wait, but before you do... <laughs> <laughs> go Fair. ahead. No, 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 go, no, no, go, 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 go. You're good. You're on a roll. Come on. No, I was going to say there's, there's other... <laughs> There's other candidates. Just fucking go. <laughs> there are other candidates, Brian. And that's what really grinds my fucking gears. I, uh, it, this goes back to what you said. Take the money out of politics. Yeah. It would be so great. You know what I mean? And I've come up with some outlandish ideas where um, campaigning should just be you going up to the stage saying, here's what I want to do. Here's how I'm going to accomplish it. Here's the money that I need. Here's how I'm going to get that money. Yeah. Like a, a fucking business plan. It should be a business plan. Okay, run this bitch like a business, uh, yeah. a very compassionate, kind business that cares about their employees, because um, that's all we are is a bunch of fucking employees, even though I own this. Um, go on. You know, I make that that reference a lot as well. Do you? Running, running America like a business. And I, now that I'm like, I, I'm in my mode and that pisses me off, too. I'm glad, Brian. Why are Look we running? Us. Why are we running this country like a business? I know there's an economy, but we should be running it like a community. No, and and that's fine. Okay, you, we'll, we'll I'll, we're, I'll, oh, let's let's I'll run let this. You go. I'll let, let you go. We'll run this. I'll let you go. I'm sorry. <laughs> we'll run. This I'll b- let you go. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. <laughs> okay, let's run this bitch like a woodman's then. Coop. Coop. A coop. A coop. A coup d'état. No. Ooh. No uh, Myanmar here, sir. <laughs> no January 6th here. None of that shit. No. But no, we should run it like a co-op then. We should run it like an employee-owned business. Because mm-hmm. we do want the country to be profitable. We do want to take care of our employees. We do want our uh, our officials and our uh, people, our constituents, to have a vested interest in the betterment of that country. And they do. But the issue is there's just so much money in politics. And this actually goes back to what made me kind of come up with this subject in, or in, in the first place, and that is what I said to Brian via the text massage was um, <laughs> nothing has changed since 2007. And it pisses me off. I mean, if you watch, if nothing else, watch the end of uh, uh, The Big Short, and it'll really piss you off uh, when Ryan Gosling's giving his line, like, oh, don't worry, everyone got thrown in jail, and da-da-da-da-da. Yeah. But no, what really happened is everybody gave themselves big fat bonuses. Yep. With the money that the government gave them to bail them out. Nothing has changed since 2007. No. There's been no huge enlightenment. Everybody is just going into politics to make a bunch of money and leave richer than they came in. And that really, really pisses me off. And and a lot of this, like, and I'm not trying to get all, not even conspiracy theory, but, oh, it's fake news. It's It's the big media companies. Part of it is, man. Part of it is, and I'm not saying fake news, I'm saying big media. Yeah. I'm not like a fake newser. It's either false or it's true. I'm right, right. say fake. No, yeah, you're right. Um, I get you. But you've got all these 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 big, you know, CNN giants and MSNBC and Fox, and they're all like, they're a bunch of fucking magicians, and they're misdirecting you, I think. Yeah. They're saying, look over here. Oh, no, look over here. Um, There was a lady on CNN recently, and she was on, what is it, Brian Stelter? Sounds accurate. The reporter? Yeah. He's not a reporter. He's an opinion guy. Yeah, he's an opinion guy. He's an opinion jack off. Um, <laughs> take that, CNN. <laughs> Mad Libs podcast coming at you with all of its three to 500 subscribers. 
Uh, We're growing. Yeah, we are growing. We're in a growth stage of the biz. We're growers, not showers, baby. Even though we show up on uh, game day, which is twice a week. Games day. Game days. And now live on YouTube. And now live on YouTube. Thanks for joining us. (laughs) Um, But basically, this this young lady was on this interview. Are you winking again? I did. Twice. (laughs) (laughs) Ever since we went on YouTube, you bring the levity just by winking at the camera. That's all I do. Yeah, you're good. You're a good winker, though. Thanks. Because you sell it enough. Um, where I was going with this, though, bad media takes. Uh, it, there was a young lady on CNN talking in Brian Stelter's Seltzer's whatever his last name is. Brian program. Seltzer Orchestra, Jump Jive and Wow. Mm-hmm. I love that song. Um, and she was basically just she brought up a bunch of points, and she was you could tell that she was very right leaning. Um, she was talking a lot about censorship and things like that, but. There was some truth to what she was saying as far as the misdirection of um, the media. And it is true. And, you know, he, of course, uh, Mr. Seltzer, Stelter, Helter Skelter, uh, was like, oh, well, I mean, no, people are talking about those things that, you, that you're saying. And she just, she kind of put it back in his face like, okay, but you're not, you're not talking about those things. You know, you're talking about this and that and the Republicans and what they're doing wrong. And that, that's your prerogative and that's your show and you do you. But I really think that there's so many more things that people should be focusing on. When I brought up to you the other day, uh, Merrick, the uh, the miracle COVID pill. Okay. That um, again, there's still research going into this, so this is not me saying this as a statement. But they are looking into the fact that um, politicians and big pharma basically right. paused the production of this pill that. I mean, will save lives and also reduces the symptoms. They're saying by fifty percent, the 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 um, death they're showing you know high or significant percentiles for it preventing death during COVID or from COVID, and basically they're saying the whole thing was paused because basically vaccination companies wanted their money or you know vaccine drug companies right. wanted their money. Um, which is just a terrible, terrible thing. And I was actually kind of shocked that you hadn't heard of that. Now, there's a lot of things that you read up on or see that I haven't heard of because there's just so much going on in right. politics. And, you know, we haven't been able to make this our full-time job yet. Um, it's just, yeah, it's very frustrating what media chooses to focus on. And part of that is you can go back and um, look at... Um, Brian, Brian and I did a podcast on, um, you know, choosing your sources, choosing where you right, get your information right. from. And, and part of it's that, you know what I mean? If you choose to get your information from CNN and Fox, you're probably fucked. Um, <laughs> That's true. Yeah. Okay. Thank you. Did, like, did you know CNN? I was like, please just agree with me. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, go ahead. Um, so yeah. Anyways, there you go. Anything to add to that, Brian? Hmm? No. Good for you, dude. Because you can say whatever you want, baby. I got Just another thing. The camera. I got another thing that okay. grinds my gears. Tell me. And you did allude to I was going to make one more Donald Trump point. Knew it. This is another instance that absolutely boggles my mind how people can accept this, especially from his own side. When Colin Powell died, he took it as an opportunity to tear down the man's legacy. Mm. And it's easy to do that when the other guy's dead and can't right. defend himself. We saw this, I think most notably, was uh, when John McCain died. Yes. When John McCain died, yes. I think Donald Trump used it as a platform to stomp on his legacy. And Colin Powell 
recently passed due to uh, circumstances regarding his COVID uh, infection. So he had blood cancer. Yeah. So he. So here's the thing. And you know, Tucker Carlson went in on it that you know he was vaccinated and he still died. And it's like, well, he was immunosuppressed due to his cancer treatments. And then he got COVID and the complications from COVID killed him, right? And Donald Trump used that as an opportunity to knock him down saying about the botched operations in Iraq and all that. Now, I will be the first person to say that the war in Iraq was an absolute mistake and I think Colin Powell, Colin Powell wanted to keep us out of it for sure. I think he, I, he yeah. Deep down, he wasn't that kind of guy. He fought in, was it Vietnam? He fought in he Vietnam. He fought in Vietnam. You know what I mean? I he think was, he was the first uh, black major general or yeah. like highest ranking black general. He did some pretty messed up shit in Vietnam too, though. Okay. Um, well, everyone then, did. Yeah. Well, absolutely. I'm not saying it was only yeah. him for yeah. sure, but he did some, 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 sketchy shit over there or was part of an op that did some sketchy shit over there. Sure. Um, but regardless of that, like I don't think he wanted to go into Iraq and I think that he truly was, I think he, he once, would have said it. He would have said it. He would have, you know, recommended against it, but he's a good, you know, the good soldier that he is. Yeah. And I think he said, you got it. G-Dub. I think there was reluctance, but once there were weapons of mass destruction involved, I think he became, Oh, did they ever find those? <sighs> Don't I don't believe so. Fact check me. Yeah, uh, I will go out on a limb and say absolutely fucking not. Uh, but with that said, you know Trump called him a rhino, so a, rep- a Republican in name only, um, and said that uh, he handled the Iraq War so beautifully, and the whole thing was a mistake. And I'm like, yes, Iraq was a mistake. But bear in mind, Colin Powell was the Secretary of State, not the President. It wasn't on him. He wasn't even a Congress member. Congress is the one that declares war. And in this instance with Iraq, they didn't declare war. They gave a blank check for a preemptive uh, attack on Iraq in order to prevent any more terrorist activity. Two things. Have you ever seen the movie Blank Check? (laughs) Yes. It's a great movie. Yes. Secondly, I see that you're on Politico right now. Yes. I like being able to see what you're doing. It's a, first of all, it's, but uh, but I, I it is I, an opinion I, piece. But I just wanted to no catch no no the no, quote. no. I was gonna say okay. I I like Politico for uh-huh. the most part. Do you hear they got bought out by a big German company? No, that could only big, be good. It's terrible. Why? Uh, this German company they own a bunch of media sources, and I think that they even own Axios now too. Ooh. Um, but they in Germany they haven't done in the U.S. But in Germany, this company makes you sign this pledge that you will like you acknowledge Israel as a country. You it's all these different things. And I'm not saying like that, for instance, that's bad, but like um, you have to acknowledge all these certain things. You basically have to stand as a certain political party. Huh. It's very interesting. Uh, Crystal and Sager did a piece on it. I recommend watching it. I'll send it Axel to Axel Springer. That's the one. Yeah. More than a billion dollars. Yeah. Good for Politico, get ranking in a, a billion Dude. dollars. Yeah. And they weren't telling Axios until the very last minute, until the deal went through, because the guy that started Politico actually was a defector from Axios, or vice versa, one of the two. Huh. I got a lot of things going on, it's rattling around in this brain, Brian. Yeah. I think Politico is is pretty good. 
um, in terms of a, as a of a news source. I'm hoping that doesn't go downhill. I don't think it will. I don't think it will. I'll have to do more inf- uh, more searching on that. I didn't I didn't hear about this. No, it was that's in the why New York I... Times, and I didn't even see it. So I don't. When was this? This was I think it's probably pretty recent. August. Yeah, I should have known. August. Yeah, August 26th, twenty sixth. So two days before my daughter's birthday. I was a little bit busy. August twenty sixth, the day of my wife's birthday. That is. It is. You're welcome, honey. I remembered. <laughs> and you remembered that political got bought out. Oh yeah, and actually, and while we're doing happy birthdays, not really happy birthdays, but talking about people's birthdays, that was my mom and dad's uh, wedding anniversary day. Happy anniversary, mom and dad. Mm. Great job. They came and visited me at work. It was great. That is nice. And then they went to the candy store after. <laughs> oh, they went to the candy I was shop. Like, you bunch of fucking lovebirds. They went to the candy shop. Somebody scream! I'm not. Gonna, I'm not going to go any further with it because yeah, I'm talking fine. about your parents. Yeah, that's a well. Yeah, they overshare. Go on though. What kinds of cares, Brian? <laughs> <laughs> oh man. No. Um, my mom was like, I got him a leaf blower for his anniversary. For our anniversary, I was like, Mom, that's disgusting. She goes, No, literally, leaf blower. <laughs> This is my life. <laughs> I'm just I, I wanted the I wanted the silence to sink in so people could really appreciate that oh, the last yeah. bit of the conversation. Yeah. Um I think lastly, it, it's kind of a, a two parter is the politiz the politicization. Politi- yeah. The politicization of politicization. certain things that shouldn't be political. Oh, go on. And that is I like this. for me. Voting. Okay. And vaccinations. Okay. I don't... I, I understand people's reluctance or hesitancy, particularly in this instance, before like FDA approval and all of that. I don't understand how it became one side versus the other in terms of political party. And I feel as though... The, politiz- the politicization of it is ruining our chances to achieve the herd immunity, the 80%, whatever. And one thing people fail to realize about the 80% is it's not 80% of the voting individuals in America. It's 80% of all human beings in America because now we're finding that children can spread this just as easily as adults given the Delta variant. Mm-hmm. And I don't understand how that got so political. I don't understand how because everything's the, political, right? How the Voting Rights Act, the John Lewis Voting Rights Act, all of a sudden became politicized. I don't understand that. It had been passed bipartisan efforts both times. I think one of the not not the most recent passing of it, but the passing of it before. I think only two Republicans and one Democrat didn't vote for it between the House and uh, Senate. So it was like almost a unanimous passing each time. And now we get to it and it can't pass without compromise. And it's like compromising within the Democrats because the Democrats, you have Joe Manchin, you know, holding out here as well. That's a big problem for me because, and I'm not putting this on you, but you're a prime example of this is, you know, you can say how terrible the Republicans are. I appreciate the fact that you call out the Democrats the way that you do. Yeah. But I think it's a bigger issue than 
even you or I see it to be. I think that the infighting of the Democrats is terrible. Like they need to be a unanimous or united front now more than ever. Um, and I think that they're fucking themselves over because if they could really get their shit together and come together as a party and get a lot of these things, the infrastructure bill included and that taken care of, yeah. I think that they would have so much to show for it yeah. and be like, Hey motherfuckers, we get it. It's midterm, but look at how much shit we've done. We got extra credit, bitch. <laughs> well, I think that's true. Here's, here's the issue is 2022 would not be an issue for them. It's, it's a 50, 50 split right now. So you can't have anyone wavering. And I think that's also kind of like an issue is like, well, maybe they shouldn't be voting straight down the lines. However, in these particular instances, when you have the Republicans as a platform saying they are just going to obstruct the Biden agenda. Well, in that case, you have to band together just to get shit done. Yeah. Now you can compromise here and there. But you cannot compromise entire pieces of the legislation or entire pieces of the inge- uh, of the agenda. You can maybe tweak the numbers a little bit, like oh, three point five. Let's knock that down to three three trillion, yeah. right? Over ten years, so three hundred billion dollars a year going to protecting, you know, our climate, to building back America better, creating jobs, better education systems, universal or broadband internet f- across the country, all of these things. Things that need to happen. But when we look at Manchin uh, with with this Voting Rights Act or, or the infrastructure thing, yes, I think the Democrats need to stay clear, but the, they need to remove the filibuster in order to get anything done as well. Yeah, do it. And, and they won't be able to do it because Joe Manchin has said no, and that's why he was at the top of my list. Like, yes, for me, public enemy number one is Donald Trump. But public enemy number two right now for me is Joe Manchin. He is yeah. absolutely destroying any opportunity. And like you said. He surpassed me in outrage. Uh, he, or he surpassed uh, Nancy Pelosi for me in outrage. Oh, yeah. Oh, for sure. For a while. It's been for a while. For now, sure. Yeah. I agree 100%. This is my first opportunity to say it. Yeah. And I'm glad you did because, you know. Because I don't know. I mean, well, I, I mean, people like Nancy Pelosi. I don't know why. but I don't know either. I, I've she did she did a good, she does a good job of rallying the troops she does she I got to give her that credit right where credit and, is due you know Schumer's not Manchin is using this yeah. as a ploy and here's the thing that bugs me about this is like what is the purpose of having him win as a senator in Trump area right so Trump won West Virginia by I think it was thirty nine points right and so they have Joe Manchin sitting here in Trump land. He will probably turn over regardless of what he does. So he might as well vote for something that's going to improve the country as a whole. Yeah. And the Voting Rights Act is something that will improve the country as a whole. Mm-hmm. It is allowing people the opportunity to mail and by uh, to vote by mail, to have longer polling hours, uh, ensure that there's more polling places, all of these things that we need. And the in more this polls country. you have and the more, you know, pulling time that you have the more tips you're going to make yes i learned that from a stripper friend yeah. <laughs> the best part is you do not have a stripper friend no but i um, i'm in love with i the gave that up i gave it up a long time ago what strippers yeah no i think i'm only a stripper. Re- i was gonna say okay <laughs> true story i tried to take my little brother to a, stri- a strip club when he turned 18 really when i went there they even shut down for like sexual activities <laughs> so you went to, to 
to uh, the Ozarks. Got it. Did you ever watch that show? Ah, no, I watched the first season and I, and I, I don't know. Yeah, got I, fell, I fell off a little bit too, but I, I loved it. I just, my wife and I. No, it's fantastic. Um, so yeah, I think that's probably the biggest thing for me is the politici- politicization. We're struggling today. Of, well, that's a hard word. It is. We should have had whiskey before the podcast. No, I, politicization results. <laughs> No, so I, I think I think making it political, whether it's voting, vaccine mandates, mass yeah. mandates, like there used to be this like call for the the greater good of all. Yeah. And, you know, I think as we've become more entitled in a good way, like we know what we want, we know what we deserve, we're seeing it in the labor force, all of these things, we have to take a step back and still do what's best for our, our fellow people. Certainly. We shouldn't be doing what's best for our businesses. Like that, I agree, hundred percent. You know, business is fine, and that's well and good, and it keeps everything going. That's great, but we should be always focusing on what's good for our neighbors. Yeah, right. What's good for us and our neighbors and our communities? You know, the states and the and the United Nation as a whole. Yeah. We should always have that front of mind, and I feel like it's it's a simple, simple answer with masks or vaccines yeah. or even extending voting rights and, and making sure that everyone is a part of this democratic process. Yeah. I think that the, and there's certain reasons for like the vaccine becoming political. I think that I, I do believe that a lot of that falls on Dr. Fauci. I'm going to put a lot of that blame on him. Oh no. I would. Yeah, I would. No, it's all, how is, how is it on him? I'm not saying all of it. I'm saying a lot of the blame. You said most of it. Okay, I'll tell you, I, I, I will rephrase. I will recant. On I would it. say the the majority of it comes on Donald Trump. Okay, and yeah, no, that's a fair Which point. Which even but, he but. went back on it and said, "I got the vaccine. Everyone should get the vaccine. Yeah. It's up to you." Yeah, and they boot him for it. Yeah, it's like, oh man, not even he can win anymore. Maybe it's just for me then. Sure. Maybe I'm overgeneralizing. Sure. Um, I've got nothing against the vaccine at all. I don't think it should be mandated. I don't mm-hmm. think you. I don't think that's something the government should be able to do. Well, they do. With all of the others. Well, for like schools and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, but that's based on a lot of sc- on like districts and stuff like that. I think there's a lot of schools, and you can, and you can still get exemptions for like religious reasons. I mean, they're all dog shit. I'm. I love those vaccines. I love all those vaccines. But yeah, but that's the thing. Vaccines. Great have vaccines. Always been, they're really good. All of those Probably vaccines started off in the same stage we are. Yeah. In. Okay. And, uh, Brian, I'm not talking shit about the vaccine. I'm talking shit about Dr. Fauci. Let me finish. Okay. <laughs> he fucking grinds my gears that fucking dr fauci guy okay i'll tell you what um yeah i don't like that he lied and he got away with it i don't i think that when he came out and said the thing about the masks like oh when he was when he first came out and said you don't need masks and then he came back and he was like oh well i just said that because i wanted to make sure that healthcare workers could get them i think that that was stupid like just come out and say that in the beginning well, I think that the like I think that him playing dumb and I don't again. This is not me hyping Rand Paul, so don't get upset with me, Brian. But I think that him denying the gain of function research thing is stupid too. I think that like okay, listen, man, there's a fucking paper trail, dude. Yeah, but okay, but it was no. gain of function research, gain. You know what I mean? And then like trying to change the de- definition of gain of function research, and it's just it it was silly to me. I'm not. Yeah, but uh, so to to go back with the Fauci and the mass thing, like. It wasn't, at the time, early on, it wasn't thought like, oh, this is going to be what saves us from the COVID spread. And I understand that, and but And then it they still went helped. back and said, 
oh shit, it actually does. It protects you from spreading it outwards and it does help a little bit coming inwards. Yeah. But mainly, it's to stop it from going But you out. think they didn't know that originally? I don't think they did. I think they were trying to understand it better. I think that they probably had an idea. I think it, I'm being somewhat cynical on this, but like I do, I think I think that they had an idea. I, the, and again, the gain of function research, I didn't like that. Um, but it didn't. But here's the thing: that was all bullshit. It didn't apply here. Now I know well, you're. I know you're. See, you, see, you you it, you to, do subscribe to the idea that this was grown in a lab and there was an accident and this spread. Oh, and my certainty of that has gone up. Have you seen the the most recent research on that? No. It's it's not a certainty yet. There's still research to be done, and and it it does matter a little bit because you you do need to know exactly where it came from. It's no, only, that, it's, no, I it's understand only going to help you. And and I I'm a firm believer now that it did come from the lab. Um, I wasn't totally. I was still kind of on the fence prior. Yeah, and there's there's plenty of people that like I know John Stewart has been a major advocate of that as well. Yeah, but nothing has turned up as concrete evidence of that. Uh, that's not and a lot of biologists have said no this does not feel like a man-made virus the way it behaves yeah but in the fauci emails that like they basically said that like there was a, a certain amount of probability that it did come from the lab oh i don't know i i'll have to go back I, yeah you should you should i mean it's it's worth researching and i'm not like the most vetted person on this you know around bry i'm just saying that no, i think, and i respect your opinion i think that all Always. signs i think that all signs point to wuhan well, it definitely all yes, one hundred percent agree that is the round lab. zero. The lab. Well, that's where. And then in Wuhan lab, lying about. First of all, they had they they, they had a shit record for safety. Mm-hmm. Secondly, like they said, they didn't have any bats on the property, and then they did have the fucking bats bats on the property. Mm-hmm. Okay, like they were injecting this into this. They they knew they were growing it on human lung tissue. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Which. That's where the gain of function research comes in. You're basically trying to you're trying to mutate the virus to see what it could do. And like gain of function on papers, like, oh, okay, let's see how this could mutate so we could be ready for it. I don't know. I don't want to go too bad too much into the lab leak, but yeah, Doctor Fauci pisses me off. Okay. The whole the, the the whole fucking thing about it. And you know what? It doesn't come down to Doctor Fauci. It comes down to who gives a fuck. Let's let's run every avenue. Let's see what this does for let's like let's do the best thing for the American people and for the people of the world in this case everyone's fucked because of coronavirus. Yeah, but well okay so th- you know that's a big issue for me is like we're hoarding these vaccinations, right? Because yeah. and we're our, not fucking our, we're our not making the miracle pill because you know. Well, our companies made them and we've made it free to every American, but the government flits the bill. Well, we footed the bill. Well, yeah. It was our tax dollars. We footed the bill, and now Americans are saying, nah, not for me. And that, like, fine. But at the same time, we're not then turning those vaccinations over to the rest of the world. We're not saying, hey, let's, you know, uh, rip the patent off of this and make it accessible so people can make it for cheaper around the world. Oh, yeah. And make it accessible around the world so we're not getting new variants because we're seeing it happen today, I read an article. Yeah. That you know, in we Britain... Should- we should try whoever's There's in charge a, the of that. The AYT strain. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's obviously you know a little bit more transmissible. It's probably going to be a little bit more deadly, and it's going to continue to mutate over and over again because we're not getting herd immunity. We're not doing the necessary steps. Well, and and also the vaccination is or the vaccine is an mRNA vaccine, so like you can still get the virus, and that also gives the virus an opportunity to mutate and become stronger as well. 
you know, if it survives a host or, you know what I mean? Or if it infects a host who's vaccinated, you know, it, it allows for other strains to come out because maybe it doesn't protect again, or maybe it protects it against Delta and the original variant, mm-hmm. but it doesn't. Yeah. Well, we're going to see more and more breakthroughs as it continues to mutate. No, that's, because, and that's what yeah. I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. Until they get the vaccine nailed down to where it's like, um, you know, the dead virus vaccine. I don't science. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that whole thing's fucked. That really grinds my gears, Brian. But here's the thing. Why can't science just advance no. itself 100 years? Well, here's here's the last thing that grinds my gears. You got more? Yeah. One last thing. Is that... 30 seconds, go. People sometimes feel that there's no hope, and I, I can be the absolute damnedest of a realist and like, ah, oh, these fuckers in Congress and yeah. the Senate and the House and this and that and the other thing. There's hope. Oh, yes. We control this. We can go out and vote. We can have the conversations that, you know, you and I have on the podcast, whether we agree or disagree. We can have these conversations, and we should be having these conversations. And this is why I push it so hard, as I know sometimes politics is boring. I know sometimes politics can be frustrating. But we have the chance to do whatever we want with it as long as we be as long as we act within the system. As long as we go out and vote. Yeah. And as long as we make sure that no one's stripping us of our voting rights. Mm. We have the opportunity to put people in power that are going to make legislation that takes money out of politics, yeah. that extends more voting rights. We have an opportunity to vote people in who are going to build infrastructure better that are going to focus on clean energy that are going to focus on on uh human rights violations or in you know immigration or whatever Mm -hmm, you want mm -hmm. we have that opportunity and and i think that's a beautiful thing and it grinds my gears when people don't take that shit seriously yeah gosh damn i love you you know it's funny too i thought about you and christine the other day yeah because there's that you know everything going on with uh joe rogan and he because he talked about i can't say it because we're on youtube the name of the drug They'll demonetize us. Oh. It's an I word. Oh, yeah, yeah. And it rhymes with pectin. Yes. <laughs> yes. Okay, I know what you're talking about. Yes. There's a drug out there that's like they're doing, they, they're starting to run some trials. They've run trials in other countries, and it's like shown some promise. It is a drug that is used as an anti-malarial. Yeah. Um, there's also a veterinary version of it. Um, and... Uh, Basically, they smear everybody for it because there was like a big rush. People were going to vets and trying to take like the horse version of it. Yeah. Um, but it has been prescribed for uh, use on some some people have used it for use of co- on COVID. Well, yeah. And so he had, you know, basically CNN smeared Joe Rogan for using this drug and saying he used this drug. Um, then that Joe Rogan had Sanjay Gupta. Gupta? I think yeah. Gupta, on his program and he talked about it and Sanjay kind of said like, um, or Mr. Gupta, I don't know him, I should say Mr. Doctor. Gupta. Dr. Gupta, thank you, Jesus Christ, Brian, you saved my life. <laughs> um, he was on there and he said that like, it basically that CNN was wrong to say that Joe Rogan was taking horse to warmer. Right. Which, they are wrong to say that. You're right. spreading a false narrative. And I was starting to get really pissed off about it until Joe Rogan posted a meme it says it's got a picture of Joe Rogan in his podcast studio and it says, oh yeah, I've been drinking a lot of water lately. And then it showed Brian Stelter underneath it saying, this just in, uh, Joe Rogan drinks a liquid that is commonly commonly used to help uh, cool cars. <laughs> <laughs> That's actually good. Yeah. yeah. Keep the memes coming. Yeah, you know what, Brian? This was uh, constructive. I yeah. feel like I'm pissed off still. <laughs> 
Ah, well, you know, you got to get but it out. I feel out. better. You I, just, get I was going to say, I just vented. Yeah. This is a long one, two hours and seven minutes we're at yeah. already. Gosh. Let it, you know what, guys? Let us know what pisses you off. Hit us up on Facebook. Put a yeah. comment in our YouTubes. Yeah. Uh, all that stuff. You let us know what you're feeling, what's bothering you, and Brian and I will fucking talk about it for you. That's maybe we'll invite for. you. Maybe we'll invite you to the podcast. You can talk with us. Yeah, you can talk to us on our live streams. We'll answer. Mm-hmm. We did it all night. All right. Gosh, anything else, Brian? Do good. Be great. Love you guys. How you gonna react? We insomniacs, we ain't get no sleep. Break the rules, can't stay on beat. Making moves, running through the streets. A to Z, follow my lead. Saints and status quo, this is rock and roll. This is Skydive, Yellow Now, Ronimo. This is bye bye, Tata, Adio. This is all or none, this is all I know. This that I don't know, we try and go.